You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Starring Pete Ruggieri, Larry Maris, and Jason Lewis. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hunks are their own. So sit back and enjoy some Masonic conversation without pretension. And now, here's your hosts, Pete, Larry, and Jason. You're listening to Masonic Light Podcast. This is Pete with uh, Larry and Jason. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, guys. Good to be here. And um, our special guest uh, somehow actually made it here tonight. Uh, we're going to get into that in a minute. Our special guest today is uh, Russell Baker. Um, and uh, I, I can't go on with all his different uh, prefixes and suffixes because uh, it's forever. But Don't. <laughs> uh, you're right. But how you doing, Russ? Um, really good this evening now that I made it here. Don't worry. Larry's going to sniff your apron later, so we'll get to it at some point. <laughs> yeah, the probably the biggest, or the, the biggest, um, the, the official job that Russ has right now, he's the Grand Almoner of the state of Pennsylvania for uh, the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. Yeah, his resume is deeper and whatever, but we won't bore everybody. So what we do here, Russ, is we kind of talk about anything that's happened in our past week or two, anything since our last recording, so in a Masonic kind of sense. Yeah, we only we recorded uh, last week, so we had a pretty short time period. And this is episode 18, by the way. Okay. Even though we said that last episode was 16B, it technically was 17. So um, what do you, were you pretty involved in all the Scottish Rite stuff that happened this past weekend, or no? Uh, only as an observer. I was not involved with uh, any of the planning, but I did visit uh, both the valleys of Lancaster and the Valley of Reading on Scottish Rite Day. Oh, nice. That's right. I saw you there. Anything else kind of Masonic that you've done in the past week or two? Not really. Uh, did some studying on a uh, degree that I'm in uh, for Tall Cedars. Uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. so And we're both missing the practice tonight. And we are missing the practice tonight. <laughs> but I, I just have a really small part. But yeah, I, I it's have a part. The, so. I have the second largest part, but I think I got it. I think uh, I got it. Uh, I'll, okay. make, I'll make the final rehearsal. Okay. I'm really excited to see this degree live. It, it'll, be, uh, it'll be epic. I can't wait. Epic. God. I'm bringing, uh, I'm bringing rope to hang myself, probably. Nothing like an epic degree. <laughs> so, Jason, what have you had going on in the past uh, week or so? Oh, well, you know, I couldn't go to Philadelphia with you guys because I was uh, at the very, very busy Valley of Lancaster at, uh, at our Scottish Rite Day. Uh, but it was very fun. It was fun to do the couple tours that I did get to do, and I saw, uh, obviously, Russ and a handful of other brothers there. Uh, it was a pretty quick week. Um, the Blue Lodge stated meeting, I think we talked about that last episode so nothing much really larry you do anything uh any new injuries <clears throat> no no well yes yeah, yeah. i broke a tooth <laughs> other than that ended up at the dentist today every week larry uh, has some sort of medical issue yeah, and we know. like to recap them for posterity the thing is i didn't really know i broke it and i do wear a partial and i took the partial off and i saw this hole and what the hell happened there so i had no clue no clue Oh, no, and I'm we, not in any pain, so I had no idea. Speaking oh. of, of not hurting yourself, we we're, we we totally forgot what we did Saturday night. No, no, I was getting to that. Oh. I was getting that. Pete well, threw me well. an angle there, I, you know. But you're talking about Masonic. Jason and I 
or a guest on Brought to Light podcast out of Victoria, Australia, which has a fine listening audience. And we had a fantastic time being interviewed by none other than Jack Nathan Aquilina. And I tell you, this guy is great. His podcast is fantastic. Why do you say his middle name so much? I don't know. Russ, Jack is a, uh, a younger Mason. He's probably in his 20s. Early 20s, yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh, he's, re- he's kind of responsible in Australia for uh, kind of making Blue Lodge sort of fun again. And it's like Pennsylvania where there's no fun to be had in Blue Lodge. But, um, you know, having the guys socialize outside of Lodge. But the interview was excellent. It was a lot of fun. We were online with him for a good oh, hour, hour and a half. Yeah. And uh, we definitely injected some Masonic Light, L-I-T-E, into his Brought to Light. Yeah, and this episode is now playing on the, uh, on the Internet. It's BroughtToLight.com, and it's episode 19? I believe so, yeah. Episode 19. It was live today, which will be a week ago by the time our listeners hear this. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it was awesome. I listened to it today, this morning, and it was really great. Um, I had something kind of exciting on Saturday, but I think I'm going to defer a major portion of the discussion of that until Jack's here. Um, I was at the, a gentleman from our lodge is joining his son, and he's also in Grotto, Sean uh, Spinagle. His uh, son, Ethan, is joining the military. And uh, they got two special dispensations from the Grand Master. One was to do all the degrees in one day. Actually, I think it's written that you don't have to wait the allotted time between the first and the second and the second and the third. Then, like, basically, he's magically starts out as a fellow craft. Is that right, Russ? I think you're right. Yeah. So, um, and then the second dispensation was to have, be able to do the degrees at an address that's not where our lodge is. So we were able to do our degree in the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. Oh, that's the dispensation of your charter. Yes. Yeah. So I think we, it, didn't you do it in Egyptian Hall? Yes, and oh, it wow. was that's so fantastic. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Russ, Russ, you're. I mean, you spent lots of time there at the Grand Lodge for different I offices. I think my favorite thing about Egyptian Hall is the master's chair actually makes a person my size look normal size. Yeah. Almost. And your feet don't touch the ground. Nope. Actually, uh, Egyptian Hall has a special. Uh, place in my heart because the first uh, time I went to Grand Lodge, uh, my lodge, Howell Lodge Number Four and Five in Honeybrook, we got permission to do a degree in Egyptian Hall, and it was a and an apprentice degree. Oh, neat! And that was like in nineteen, oh, say the year seventy, <laughs> 19, <laughs> not nineteen seventy, yeah, nineteen seventy eight or nine, yeah, somewhere in there. Egyptian Hall has some significance for me as well. In my book, The because, Red you're, Serpent. you're old like a pharaoh? No, The Red Serpent. The, there's an entire chapter devoted to uh, a, a, which was a form of the old Egyptian rite that Freemasonry used to practice many, many, many years ago. And uh, I used the Egyptian hall as the backdrop for that particular chapter. So significance for me as well. It's beautiful absolutely room. beautiful. Yeah. All right, we're just going to... It's beautiful. Is that the word for the show? That's it, beautiful. Beautiful. Um, We're just going to take a a very short break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to have our interview with uh, Russell Baker. Thanks. All right. Hey there, listeners. This is Pete, and I wanted to tell you about MasonicScarves.com. Masonic Scarves offers full-color, knitted soccer-style scarves, perfect for you to wear to lodge, out casually, or even to display in your home. 
I currently have in our lineup pretty much every Masonic body from Blue Lodge, York Rite, Scottish Rite, Grotto, Shrine. If you think about it, I probably have it. Are you a turtle? Well, you bet your sweet ass I have a scarf for that. So you can easily order online with a credit card, and I'll generally have your scarf in the mail the next business day. Do you need an easy fundraiser for your lodge or organization? I can have a custom scarf design delivered to you in about four weeks, as long as you order a minimum of 50 pieces. I can help you with the artwork, and you'll have an original item that you can sell or hand out as a gift for visitors or past masters. Visit MasonicScarves.com or drop me an email at info at MasonicScarves and I'll be glad to help you. Hey, and we're back uh, with our Masonic Late podcast and our special guest today is uh, Brother Russell Baker and um, Grand Almoner of the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. What's, What's the official long name of the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania? I know you know it. Grand Lodge of Free and Accepted Masons. And, the, and the, the right worshipful blah, 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 and the jurisdictions belonging there unto or something like that. <laughs> that's not a name. Yes, it, oh, it no, is. No, that's, that's part of the, the Grand Master's title. Oh, okay. Yeah. The right worshipful Grand Master of the, right worship, of the most ancient and honorable fraternity of free and accepted Masons in Pennsylvania. So by default, that makes you the Grand Almoner of the blah, 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 blah. No, blah. no. No. Uh, well, no. We try. No. No, because the other there's only two grand uh, officers who are grand officers in Pennsylvania, two of the elected right worshipful grand officers, and that's the the right worshipful grand master and the right worshipful deputy grand master. The other four right worshipful grand lodge officers are of Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, I didn't write this stuff. <laughs> and Pennsylvania is the only state that uses right worshipful. Instead of most worshipful, right? Uh, pretty much, yeah, yeah, I think that's right. And a lot of people well, say worshipful brother. Is that a, a past master? Is that a title for... I know Prince Hall calls um, everybody worshipful brother. Jack Jack uh, Aquilina calls me worshipful brother because in Australia, a master mason is referred to as worshipful brother. Same in England, <clears throat> same in England, same in Scotland. But then he said you got a promotion, which made it sound like he assumed you No, no, worshipful brother is a, is a very common... Name used for Masons in Europe. So, in any event, back to Russ. Russ, years ago, um, Larry sat in at the Grand Lodge of England, and he fell asleep. Oh my God! Somebody's got to tell this story. I've been waiting for this well, story. We're going to Russ. Did they a victim or <laughs> no? But he fell asleep, and he missed the part where they said anyone who hasn't received the word has to leave. <laughs> So he wakes up and he's in the middle of a past master degree <laughs> that he wasn't eligible to listen to. Uh-oh. So he just shut up and just d- rolled with it. Yeah. Couldn't oh. understand a damn word of it anyway. So, And right. the guy getting the master's degree was Scottish, so that even made it worse. <laughs> so, Russ, thanks for coming. Thank you for asking. You had a difficult time coming tonight. I did. Uh, I started out really fine. I was way ahead of schedule because I gave myself a lot of time. And uh, and, and then uh, you got some bad directions, I hear. And then, yes, I had some bad directions. Uh, I got directions to turn left or, or turn right, and uh, that wasn't right. He's talking about you, Larry. <laughs> the, 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 uh, the, the irony of this is the guy that gave you directions was an air traffic controller in the Navy. <laughs> and Russ, Russ is retired U.S. Navy. <laughs> Thank goodness I was not on any carrier that he was on. 
All right, I'm going to back off. Or with, you uh, maybe maybe not even in a air bay, naval air station. That's why. That's why during uh, Vietnam he, they allowed him to protect uh, Key West. And that, that was it. Key All West right. and Morocco. Yeah. All right, Key Larry, West and Morocco. Larry, I'll let you drive. Oh, cool. Well, Russ, uh, actually, I can call you Chief because you're my chief. And welcome. It's, it's going to be a great show with you. And I know we've tried for weeks to get you on with your absolutely busy Masonic schedule. So it's good to have you here. Thank you. We want to talk a little bit about, well, first off, let me tell you, and Pete didn't bring this up and we don't want to spend too much time on it. But you were involved in the northern jurisdiction of the Scottish Rite. You've held some positions there. Uh, I know you've been involved. You're 33rd degree Mason. And I know I've seen you at so many different uh, degree works for uh, consistory as well as for Lodge Perfection. I've seen you go through the Arch of Swords. I mean, it just, you know, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. Uh, but what I want to do say is the fact when you were announced as being Grand Almoner, my thoughts were, and I think everybody else that knows you too, was that was an excellent choice. So in your new position, what do you plan on doing to make a program that I've always thought has been stagnant for years come alive again? Well, we didn't really have a almoner program. We kind of left it up to lodges to help their brothers. Uh, we've had the Masonic outreach program for many years. Uh, I think I was involved with that back in the, the late 90s as an admissions counselor for the Masonic Village uh, in Elizabethtown. Uh, so now even the outreach program has become more more involved in everything. But uh, this grandmaster, uh, Brother Raymond T. Dietz, Ray Worshipful Grandmaster, uh, knows that uh, we have brothers that need help. And... Uh, the lodges have some funds, charity funds, but uh, he has mandated in his decision 5315 uh, that effective December 26 of this year, every lodge will assess every member $5 to go into the lodge almoner fund, which comes under their charity fund. It's not a, it doesn't have its own checking account, but it, but it's dog-eared funds out of the charity accounts, I suppose. You, you can do that. Yeah. Right. Let me ask about the uh, the $5 assessment, because I know there's been a lot of confusion about whether that's mandatory or not. So, because we, we, my lodge did not, because we knew that we could get those funds by not doing that. Is that, is that permissible? Uh, I mean, I, we're talking about not doing it, Russ. It's, it's, uh... <laughs> It's a play on words. I'm, I'm going to say that that I think you can. I'm pretty sure you can take it out of your charity fund, but you need to try to get the five dollar assessment from every member. Right, and you should have a fund an amount equal to that. Like if you have a hundred members, right. you have five hundred dollars. Right, which and you're supposed to you're supposed to use fifty percent of that each year. Each year, right. Right, and that's in, in, our, in our dues notice, uh, there was an option to donate to that, but we knew from other fundraising events that if we just ask for $5, we're just going to get $5. 
where I think that the gamble was we know that if we don't put a dollar amount on there, we might turn out better. Larry, anything else? Oh yeah, yeah. I got Wake lots, up. Got lots. I thought you were gonna Wake up. ask about. I thought you were gonna ask him something. Um, what is your actual? I don't want to call it a job description, but what is your job? What are you supposed to? What are your goals and objectives? What does the grandmaster laid out and said, Russ, this is what I want you to do. Tell us about that. My my job is to help lodge almoners understand what their job is. I have no of uh, no funds available. I don't. Uh, in a previous job that I had as a grand almoner, I wrote checks to our brothers in the Scottish Rite. Well, it wasn't just Scottish Rite that uh, brothers that we helped. We helped all Masons and families and widows. Uh, but my my job, my direction is to assist lodge almoners uh, in the performance of their duties and if they have any questions what, what do you, to answer them. What do you see as a, a typical instance where you might want to help someone out? So, I mean, yeah, I'm, we're not talking... You, you mean help a lodgeometer or help no, a brother? a brother. Like, like, like a brother in need. What kind of brother having what kind of... It, it, could, it could be a, a, medical, a, a medical emergency. It could be a fire. It could be a, a brother was laid off from work and his income just ceased. Uh, and, and just about anything that uh, would uh, necessitate a brother needing help with financial help. Yeah, I just think it's, it's it's nice. We've been raising so much money for everybody under the sun. We forever. need we need to help our members. Uh yeah, that, that that's that's the bottom that's line. That's true. I think after every meeting we put money in a jug or a jar out in the uh, the the vestibule or whatever you call it. The that change place. for troops. The change for troops. I think we've raised close what a million dollars on it's that? over a million dollars. Yeah. Uh, so and, I mean, can, and that's great. And if and we can do that for them, we should be able to do something like that. But that you know, people. that's helping our brothers' that's families. Right. That's right. That, that is. That's right. Yeah, that's that's a, a big a help. A lot of folks in the armed services are are free brave Freemasons. I was just talking to a brother uh, actually yesterday that had gone to one of the uh, baby showers that the Grand Lodge holds for uh, members' wives who are expecting, uh, and their husbands are deployed somewhere. And uh, so it's just amazing uh, what we're doing for the families, especially expectant mothers. That uh, Russ, there seems to be... A lot of overlapping conversation between Grand Lodge's Almoners program and the Scottish Rite Almoners program, and I, obviously the the end results and the people that we're helping are the same people. But are there any big differences uh, between those two programs? To, to me, there's major differences. The Scottish Rite Almoners Fund. Uh, does solicit funds from the membership, all the Scottish Rite uh, valleys in the northern Masonic jurisdiction. The Almoners Fund is supplemented by our Supreme Council with at least a half a million dollars. It seems like the Scottish Rite does a lot of the heavy lifting, like the real major they, concerns. And they have. Uh, when they had the... Uh, what was the, the flooding? The, uh, just recently. Down in New Orleans? No, well, we did help New Orleans uh, back when they had uh, 
one of those hurricanes, Katrina, or one of those. Uh, it was was it Sandy on the East Coast? Sandy was on the East Coast, New yeah. Jersey and New York, and and we uh, we we meaning the Scottish Rite uh, Sovereign Grand Commander allocated a million dollars for each state, but we actually uh, wrote checks for more than that and helped them, and we were. We were right on the scene almost immediately with uh, gift cards, to, especially in New Jersey, to the people right along the coast. Uh, so, because they didn't have any, they didn't have any houses, they didn't have any food. So we were giving them gift cards, these five hundred dollar gift cards, and maybe you know five or three or four or five of them, so they could get uh, at least get food and place to stay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's, but Masons by nature we are humble and we don't talk about the good things that we do because we don't want to be boastful but at a certain point we almost need to let people know the good stuff that we do is that a challenge or do you that that is a challenge unless we have some kind of uh publicity system to to get involved with that uh <laughs> Larry's waving his arms Larry, again. Larry's Larry Larry has to tinkle or something. <laughs> uh, we're gonna take a thirty second break. We'll be right back. The Red Serpent by Larry Maris. One man's obsession to avenge the death of his wife uncovers a long hidden, ancient blueprint to perfect the world for future generations. Visit www.larrymaris.com. You can purchase this book anywhere except CVS. Welcome back, everybody. It's Pete once again from Masonic Light Podcast. We're back from break where I was trying to uh, choke all of our other hosts from talking too much about all kinds of irrelevant things <laughs> and not talking to our guest. I got it on B-roll. Yes. Episode 19, is we have our first ever kind of grand officer on our show, and we're just talking about crap. So, <laughs> so Russ, speaking of crap, um, you are a Sheik of Ubar. I am. So tell, as you are, we, we get into your little Masonic resume a little bit. I mean, you're in all these austere bodies from allied Masonic degrees to things I'm sure I, you're in that I don't know about or haven't heard of. But you were very into joining this kind of nonsense outfit of Ubar. Yeah. What kind of drew you to that? Well, I'm always looking to have fun. I'm, you know, I I might be in the grand, grand almoner and the assistant grand marshal and the deputy for Scottish Rite at one time uh, for Pennsylvania. But I still like to have fun. And Carado seemed like a place to do it. Oh, yeah. And Grotto is the place to do it. Sometimes it gets a little bit carried away. But well, well, yeah. Sometimes. <clears throat> so where have, uh, like, now the Navy took you all over the world? Uh, Pretty far, much. The Far East and into... Uh, and that, and but your Masonic career started, started after the Navy. I was in the Navy when I oh, okay. became a Mason, uh, but I was stationed in the at the Navy Recruiting Command in Arlington, Virginia. And basically all I did was come to my home lodge uh, in Honeybrook and got my degrees. I didn't get involved with anything in the lodge till I retired uh, in 1976. And then I retired in October and I went to a November meeting and then a December meeting. And they said, hey, you want to help 
you know, you know how it works. Made on contact. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we, won't, we, won't, we won't give you much to do. Maybe guide somebody or sit in a chair here or there. And, yeah, five years that, later, you're then master. I, then I was hooked. And that was about six years. <laughs> now, you've done a lot with the Scottish Rite. You've traveled to many countries as an official or representative. Uh, I, I was. I traveled to uh, Greece for the uh, 49th Conference of Sovereign Grand Commanders of Europe and Associated Countries. And there were uh, sovereign grand commanders from all over the world at this meeting. It was pretty fantastic. That's, that just sounds neat. Now, and I, I only re- the reason I got to go, my wife and I, I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, the sovereign grand commander, uh, John William McNaughton, uh, visited Pennsylvania at our Council of Liberation, and uh, him and his wife were there, and they called Faye and I into his suite to talk to us. Then he brought up about this conference of uh, sovereign grand commanders, and it was going to be held in Athens, Greece, uh, the following May, and that was this was almost a year before that. And I said, "You're the you are the our representative to Greece, and my wife doesn't fly, so." Would you represent us in Greece? I said, yes, I will, Sovereign Grand Commander, in about one second. I took me to—I <laughs> didn't even ask my wife. <laughs> uh, and so she didn't fly so I, She didn't or did? She, my wife did. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, but you know, my wife went, but the Sovereign Grand oh, Commander— Oh, his wife doesn't His fly. wife was oh, the one that didn't you. fly. No, I probably didn't make that clear. But anyway, it was, it was fantastic meeting all these uh, foreign—not foreign, but other— uh, sovereign grand commanders from other countries, and not only did we have official meetings, we had a lot of good times. Learned to drink ouzo, oh. <laughs> oh. and dance, and oh. dance. Yeah, did, did, I, I like licorice. That so will get you did, drunk. Did you break plates or anything, or is no. that just a movie? Uh, no, I didn't break uh, plates. Oh, okay. <laughs> Larry wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I break everything. But uh, I, I've not traveled on official business to many other places. Uh, one of the other uh, bodies I belong to is the York Wright College, and this year they had their annual meeting in Vancouver. Next year it's in Dulles, or Dulles, Dallas, Dallas, not Dallas, Dallas. And in the, for the degree work in Scottish Rite, do you, do you play a part in the play? I've been in many, not all of them, but I've been in a lot of degrees. What um, What's your favorite uh, degree and your favorite part that you've been in? My favorite degree is the both the 15th and the 16th degrees, and I played uh, King Cyrus and King Darius in both of those degrees. You know, Russ, you have this uncanny skill, and, and you catch me every time, and I feel like a horrible person when this happens, but you have fooled me every time that you're dressed up, and I think that you go out of your way to say hi to me. You were Santa Claus, no clue that it was you. <laughs> and then you were dressed up for something else, and you said hello, and it took me forever to figure out who it was. And uh, and it, I'm embarrassed every time. So I just wanted to personally say that I'm sorry for not recognizing you in costume. Well, <laughs> but you're good at of, it. A lot of except times it's hard the, to uh, recognize. Except for the Tall Cedars banquet, where it was Halloween when we had the chicken pot pie. He was dressed up as a farmer with long golden hair and oh yeah oh, no that's oh, what yeah, it was yeah, yeah I mean you practically had you to grab me him. no he grabbed me and he's like hello Jason I'm like oh <laughs> it's the Grand Almoner I'm I, such I, a jerk you know my thing was oh my God that's Russ Baker <laughs> but you know all these you know what I really appreciated about you Russ besides all the other stuff you do um, like we had a trash cleanup this year for Ubar um, you were right out there oh. you lay, I mean I, I've got some health issues but. 
you just keep, you just kept going. You you and uh, you and Abe. Yeah, um, but you don't. Think well, it's that any Abe was lower. pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, you, you don't mind getting getting dirty, and um, you were just doing. Well, can you tell a little bit about your big project you just cleaned up from at uh, the villages with the flags? Oh yeah, right uh, at the Masonic Village. Oh, I think this is the sixth or seventh year on uh, Veterans Day for 10 days, right around Veterans Day, and up before Veterans Day and a few days after Veterans Day, the uh, National Sojourners, uh, Chapter Number 76 out of Harrisburg, we place uh, an American flag for every service person that has been killed since 9-11. And this year there were 6,884 flags placed. So the sojourners, we go in there, and, and a lot of the residents of the village help us. We lay out a grid, three-foot squares. Uh, that takes us a couple hours to get that all laid out. And we uh, put on orange marker with a paint uh, every three feet. And then uh, a couple of days later, we go and place the flags. You're never going to ask me to help, are you? <laughs> Anybody can help. We'd still be setting up, Larry, not taking down. <laughs> But it, it and it, we did take down today. Today right. was the takedown day. So we have a we have an opening ceremony, and then uh, on Veterans Day we had a a larger ceremony in the uh, Brosman Ballroom where we honored World War II veterans that were residents of the Masonic Village. I think there was somewhere around in the fifties, and forty two of them were able to attend the wow. uh, function. World War II vets. World War II. Oh, yeah. Wow. Remember, this is the Masonic Village. Where, I, the, yeah. where the median age is 80. <laughs> well, I know. I mean, I, I, I casually refer to it as God's waiting room. <laughs> well, but, that, yeah, that's it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, that just seems like a lot. But I guess they're in good health for, for yeah. must be a good diet out there at the, the villages. <laughs> there's no alcohol. I think that's what it is, right? What do you mean there's no alcohol? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> where did you ever hear that? Well, you have in your apartment or your cottage. It's totally up to you. Well, no, the dining halls have alcohol. Do they? Oh. Just recently, though, right? Yes. It's in the last year and a half, maybe. And, you're all, and it's like I need one or two drinks, right? I need right? to rethink this. They, they, they watch you pretty closely? No? You're like, I'm Russ I Baker. Need... You just give me another beer. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Are you allowed to smoke a cigar on campus? Or no. is that that's no. forbidden? No. There's no smoking. At your... At your not even at your cottage. Well, so you have to walk out. Oh of town. no! Wait, wait a minute. Now, in my cottage, I could smoke because I'm what they call grandfathered. <laughs> I I would live there before I I lived there before they enforced that rule. They came out with that rule, so I can smoke in my cottage, but I don't. So uh, is, my my wife would kick me out. <laughs> right, I was gonna say you could walk around in your Bermuda shorts with a cigar and just you know act like a boss to your neighbors. <laughs> no, I don't do that. Yeah, I like I like that picture of you when you visited your daughter in Florida. You're sitting on the on the uh, on, on the on the, on the patio chair right. with a drink and on the thing, and you're smoking your cigar. And right in the pond in back of you, eyeing you as a damn little uh, alligator. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and thinking, hey, Russ, fall asleep. Fall asleep, Russ. <laughs> my, my daughter said that it's never, the alligators never come close to their lanai. Oh, you fall asleep much. once, yeah. just once. Have yeah. you ever counted how many dues cards you have? 
no. per year. Yeah. Like, how many active things are you writing checks out for? Too many. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun game. I like to play that with my wife. Not really. I I, I just finally convinced my wife that um, because you know we 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 give a lot to charity. Um, she she likes she's she believes in tithing, and she uh, but instead of giving it to her church, every month we pick a different charity. So I kind of said, well, you know, between my time and the Masons spend this money on good things. So I finally convinced that uh, my dues come out of like the joint family account and not the Pete account. <laughs> wow. So, well, yeah. So I get a few extra dollars for an occasional glass oh. of bourbon. Well, you know, I, I drive Uber on the side here and there. I don't know if I really do it for fun or what I do it for because it's, it's kind of a pain. But, you know, I'll do a couple rides or, you know, drive for a couple of days and I go, well, there's Blue Lodge. And then drive for another week or two and go, well, there's Grotto. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so why don't we take a quick, another quick break? We're going to come back, and Jason's got a game for us. All right, we are going to play 30, 30 seconds, seconds with, with Russ, Russ Baker. Baker. Larry, don't put 30 seconds on the phone. I don't trust you. Get, get Pete in his phone. I can add. I can look at the clock, okay. and I can add 30 seconds. All right. We're going to queue up some music. All right. So, Russ, here's how this works. I have about seven questions. We're going to try to get through them all. They're and or. Just pick your favorite out of the two options. And hopefully we'll get through all seven. So, Pete, tell me when you're ready. All right. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Scottish right or York right? Scottish. Shrine or Grotto. Grotto. <laughs> this is for Larry. Well, it's for us, but almoner or alimoner? <laughs> almoner. <laughs> Chicken pot pie or prime rib? Chicken pot pie. Tall cedar introductions or district deputy comments? <laughs> Tall cedar. <laughs> Tall, wait, district. Uh, neither one. <laughs> and we're probably, oh, I think we're, over, but I got, I got to do it anyways. GPS or Larry Maris? GPS. <laughs> All right, that was 30 seconds with Wes Baker. And we're back. Hey, everybody. Uh, we are back, just like Jason said. Um, we're going to be fishing up here with our guest, Russell Baker. Russ, uh, thanks for coming on today. Been, Appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. Um, what, do you, what do you have coming up, say, in your next few months masonically anything uh, anything big and exciting uh the grand lodge quarterly communication on december 7th uh in philadelphia uh it's not a not an election year we're not changing grand masters this year so it just be more receiving reports and probably the grand master will be giving out awards and they're having a uh, a banquet uh on that evening and the it's, new banquet hall is beautiful yes one north broad yep uh, Benjamin Franklin is. It's a huge. Did you see the, my picture? I saw oh yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw pictures. It's a thirty-foot-tall bronze Ben Franklin. Larry, how do you think they paid for that? How did they pay for that? Yeah. No clue. <laughs> Money from France? <laughs> I don't have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Extortion? Tell me. I don't know. You know? 
I, I just for the last couple episodes, you've had this idea of how those things got paid for. Yeah, I set them up and uh, like yeah. for the alley oop and nothing. Yeah, nothing. Uh, sorry, I'm not with it. It's the um, tell me how how they get paid for it. One day class. Oh, never thought of that. You're right. Whoa. You've been saying that for oh the last my God. like four episodes. Oh, there you go. Larry's been uh, railing against oh. the one day class over the past four I'm episodes. Sorry, I'm sorry. My, my head hurts tonight. Really does. My so how's hurts. your tooth? Broken all over the damn place. They were fixing my teeth today, and it fell out apart in our hands. Damn. So what are they gonna do? They're gonna. I'm gonna go back the end of November. They're gonna take it out. There's nothing there but a stump. Huh. Too bad. And we, the thing about it is, it's you were at the urologist. It's not painful. You were at the urologist. Dennis, I was at the dentist this morning. Huh? <laughs> How are your teeth, Russ? Perfect. We'll see. Yeah, those good Navy docs kept kept you going. They did. Oh, uh, my my dentist in Columbia is a retired Navy doc. Oh, really? And he is pretty scary. Um, no anesthesia. You know, Larry, there's this there's this cartoon called Futurama, which you should watch. And uh, all the famous people from, from it's in the future, shocker because of the name, but all the famous people, their heads are preserved in little jars and they have little microphones in the jar and they, you know, so Nixon and everybody. So that's going to, that's going to be you hosting the show 20 years from now with us. <laughs> <laughs> we decided on Jack Aquilina's show that when, when Larry decides that it's time to hang it up, that we're going to have interviews to replace him like in, in the voice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Any other travels, Russ? Any uh, anything for Scottish Rite? No, I uh, I do have a trip out to Pittsburgh next month, but I, I can't really say what it's about. Right? It's, okay, it's a surprise. Sounds good, Larry. You have anything uh, coming up? Uh, getting a new shoulder the thirteenth of December. <laughs> <laughs> well. So that'll be the third. Uh, non-human part in my body, so you know I'm going for a fourth. What's the date on this? Uh, December thirteenth. Mm. Larry, you might have to reschedule that. We have a show. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Damn it, Larry! Don't you I know? I can do the show. We can do a show remotely from my hospital bed. Wow, that could be fun. Yeah. Are you excited? I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. Well, Jason, do you have any surgeries coming up or anything uh, Masonic? No, no surgeries coming up. Thank, thank goodness. Not that I know of. Uh, Masonically, uh, Scottish Rite tomorrow night. Um, Thursday is my lodge's banquet, and uh, Sunday, vote for Lewis, Venerable Prop. Uh, I can't even say it. I'm not gonna. Fulton's gonna kick my ass. Venerable Prophet is what I am running for at Grotto. And, um, it's uh, actually the November and December meeting. It's December fifth is our Grotto meeting. What do you mean November fifth? December fifth. Oh, gotcha. That's right, because yeah. it moved. Yeah, so because uh, being right after, right around Thanksgiving, we were scared that our attendance was going to be kind of late because a lot of people go away that week after Thanksgiving. Right. Well, they go hunting too. Yeah, and it's the hunting season, uh, which in Pennsylvania is <laughs> a huge deal. Um, and the week prior, uh, we were going to bump up a week, but our caterer was booked. Right. Well, so. that's good because I have two more weeks to campaign. So, yeah. So it's not. Next week. It's November and December. It's the 5th of November. Uh, the 5th of December? No. December. Yes. Remember, December. remember, the 5th of December. The 5th of November. Well, I'm, I'm glad I, did, I got that notice. Christ, between our calendars and our <laughs> navigation. And I probably did get the notice, but I haven't read them. December 5th will be a grotto. Voting for Venerable Prophet for me. December 5th. And our other candidates are either uh, Jacob Young or Jeff Fulton. And one other guy, right? 
Oh uh, yeah, Dick, not Dick Miller. Um, I don't know. He came to his first meeting and he nominated himself. Was it Dick Miller? I think it's Dick Miller, past oh, master. No. Yeah, past everything. Oh yeah, how what else was he? He's past uh, all the York Wright bodies. Okay. Uh, well, nobody. I mean, he probably won't win because no. Virtual master in Mark Lodge and. Wow. Reading. So he's actually qualified. He's That disqualifies him. If he's qualified, then he's disqualified. Actually, he was worshipful master of uh, Lodge Number 322 in Westchester in the late 70s. And I, I was just like junior warden or one of the deacons or something when we went to a visitation of his lodge. Well, that's interesting. Perfect. Well, we got competition. But Jeff and I have been having a, uh, a campaign poster battle on the internets. So I need to update my poster this uh, this week. Larry, do you want to close us out here? Absolutely. We'd love to. He's, he's well, I do, I do want to thank our guest, Russ Baker, for showing up tonight, even with bad directions. Also, too, we, uh, this is the time that I give thanks to Monarch Studios for actually uh, letting us uh, record in this beautiful place. Thank you, Pete, for all the work you've done. It's a former garage, yes. It's a former garage, but I'll tell you what, it's nice. It's really nice. Uh, I don't see the bourbon anywhere. It's kind of strange. It's up on the bar, but we're, bar. I have firearms over there. Okay, okay. yeah, you do. If you find my There's headphones. hanging right there. Uh, laying around. Oh, yeah. Our, uh, our producer, Jason uh, Lewis, again, uh, thanks for everything you do. Again, I did thank Russ Baker, and uh, it's on here again, which... Uh, I won't. Russ, thanks again for being here. Remember the part about and, not tapping uh, anything and, uh, on the table? Jack, he wants to thank Jack, Russ Jack. for the fifth time. Yeah, for the fifth time. And Jack Harley, who's not here tonight, uh, I understand he'll be contacting us this week with a news report. Jack, we miss you. Uh, also, too, our budget director, Sasha Titus. We want to thank uh, want to thank Sasha. Does a lot of work. Sasha Titus? Does, does, yes, oh. Sasha my I got God. it. I got the joke that time, Larry. Larry, that might be the first time you made a funny, and I actually laughed. <laughs> what website did you find her on? And uh, uh, what site did I find her on? And uh, never mind. It's just something I came up with. Our our audience response advisor, Luke Warm, and our appointment secretary, Stu Early. Uh, our office manager. Uh, this 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 phone's. Larry, right you're on a roll. Uh, did, you do, did you do these or did your wife do them? No, I did. <coughs> our office manager, Viola Fuss, and our grammar consultant. Now, this is very important. Our grammar consultant, I am surely right. Okay? And recognition to the law firm that is still with us. I don't know how. Uh, blast, blast, and boomer out of Washington. And folks, this is Larry Maris. Thanks for listening. Jason Lewis, Pete Ruggieri, and Russ Baker. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. Good night. So, uh, a couple house rules, Russ. This table is, everything's really sensitive. So, try to not bang the table or any of that fun stuff. If you got to move your mic around, it's going to make noise. So All I need to do is bang Larry. Right. That is not what she said. <laughs> not bang, bang, but the other bang. Can we get the microphones on so we can get some of this? <laughs> Way ahead of you. Don't worry. Introduce you. We, we let Larry do most of the interview. When he starts rambling, we reel him in. He has a tendency to talk about the guest and never let the guest talk. 
so I can't hit him because he'll bleed. All right, guys, we're welcome back. Uh, we're here on the Sonic Lake podcast of Monarch. I don't even know what I'm saying. Hang on. Could, you want to do that again? Yeah, we'll do it over. All right, anyway, stop that. So, you know, if they're hitting me, what are they doing? What could they be doing with? I think Pete's going to hit you. I know. I just, I'm just going to get a stick so I can push the fader down with Larry's mic. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, it was, it was oh. done by the time I could right. repair my eardrums. You bozos, we're ready to go back live. Mm.